my maker, Jesus. That is who you are. Oh, provider, Jesus. That is who you are. We thank God. We give him honor. We we bless his name, not because of what he can do for us, but we give him everything we have because of who he is. Because what he can do is only a small part of who he actually is. reality is for many of us and there's nothing wrong with it it's just a reality the reality is for many of us we only know God on a limited basis as, as a matter of fact as a matter of fact for all of us we only know God on a limited basis And, and I know that to be true because we serve an infinite God. So there's no way that we can really know all of him. But I'm pretty sure if I opened it up for an old school testimony service that somebody would be able to say that God is in fact a way maker. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that if I opened it up, somebody could testify that we do serve a miracle worker somebody would say we do serve a promise keeper somebody else would be able to testify that we serve a healer when somebody else might say that he's been my comforter somebody else might be able to to attest to the fact that I've never had to go without he's been my provider and what I like about him is that it's not about what he can do we praise him because of who he is amen there is a word from god let's let's get ready to go to the word of god if you have uh your bible with you uh, if you have access to it i need you to tap or turn uh to the book of acts chapter three acts chapter three acts chapter three acts chapter three we're gonna start right at the beginning at verse one if you're reading from a uh, digital version of the scriptures, uh, go to the Good News Translation. I like the way I like the way the Good News Translation tells this particular story. Uh, if you don't have the Good News Translation, you got two options. Uh, you can either just listen to me, or you can follow along on your screen. Acts chapter three, beginning at verse one. Good News Translation reads this way: One day. Peter and John went to the temple at three o'clock in the afternoon, which was the hour for prayer. There at the beautiful gate, as it was called, was a man who had been lame all his life. Every day he was carried to the gate to beg for money from the people who were going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John going in, he begged them to give him something. They looked straight at him and Peter said, look at us. So he looked up at them expecting to get something from them. 
But Peter said to him, I have no money at all, but I give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I order you to get up and walk. Then he took him by his right hand and helped him up. At once the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped up, stood on his feet and started walking around. Then he went into the temple with them, walking and jumping and praising God. The people there saw him walking and praising God. We're going to pray and after we pray, I want to talk to you for a few moments from this subject. This time will be different. This time will be different. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for this moment. And we thank you for your word and we thank you for your spirit that gives us revelation and understanding. God, I'm asking right now that you would do something miraculous in our time together. We're asking right now that you would heal, save, touch, deliver, and set free. God, we're asking that even though we've come to church over and over again, even though we've watched the stream over and over again, God, we're asking you that you would make this time different. And we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And it's in that name we say amen. Amen. This time will be different. We are continuing in our series, Make Room, uh, where we have decided and committed making room in our lives, intentional time for the things of God making sure that we make the things of God, the kingdom, our priority, whatever that might look like in our individual lives. We're committed to those things and we've decided that we're not just committed for now. We're not, we're not just committed until the series is over, but this series is leading us into a new lifestyle, into a strengthened relationship. And I believe that this particular narrative teaches us some things um, that are imperative to uh, making room for the things of God. All right. Um, if you look at starting at verse one, uh, I want us to understand uh, that the Bible says that Peter and John were headed to the church. They were headed to the temple and headed there for prayer. They were headed there at three o'clock for prayer. Now, uh, I want I want us to look at this in all practicality because our series is Make Room, and I need you to understand that at this moment we see uh, that although it is a part of Jewish tradition uh, that Peter and John have a specific time set aside specific for prayer, they've committed that uh, they stay committed to this time uh, that has been specifically set aside for 
prayer. Uh, and so, of course, since we're talking about making room, of course, uh, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't say that we need to make sure that we have time set aside specifically for prayer. It is in our prayer and meditation time that we not only speak to God, but that we also allow space for God to speak to us. So, so Peter and John are headed to the temple at three o'clock for prayer. It's also important to know that in Jewish tradition and custom, it's also important for us to know that the hour of prayer was after the hour of sacrifice. The hour of prayer, what historically speaking and, and, and traditionally speaking, the hour of prayer was after the hour of sacrifice. Now, this is important for us to understand because Peter and John have skipped the hour of sacrifice. Now, I want you to understand they didn't skip offering time. Don't don't get it twisted. They didn't. They didn't skip offering time. They skipped the hour of sacrifice. Why is that important? Because what you have to understand is, I keep reminding y'all that when the New Testament was being written, all they had was the Old Testament. So many people at this time were still functioning under the law. And so they were still burning sacrifices for their sins, although this text is written after the death, burial, resurrection of Christ. So John and Peter specifically skipped the hour of sacrifice uh, after uh, uh, because because the hour of prayer is after the hour of sacrifice. They intentionally skip the hour of sacrifice to help the church to understand that there's no longer a need for the hour of sacrifice because the sacrifice has already been made on a hill called Calvary. They, they're, they're trying to get the church to understand now it's time for us to get out of some of our traditionalism and get into relationships relationship. We, we now can do away with the hour of sacrifice because there's nothing we can sacrifice that will outdo the sacrifice that has already been made on Calvary. So they, they, they skip the hour of sacrifice. They, they get there at the hour of prayer. And the Bible says, that at the gate leading into the temple, the gate was called beautiful. The Bible says that leading to the to the temple, there's a man at the gate called beautiful. He's a crippled man. He's he's been lame since birth uh, uh, and he and he's there at the gate begging. The, the, the man who has been uh, crippled since birth, uh, the Bible says that people carry him every day to the gate. They carry him to the gate for the sole purpose of him being able to be in position to be. Okay. Um, now, now, uh, this is why uh, this is why we have to be careful. Here's here, here's here's a caution sign for you. You got to be careful of surrounding yourself with people that are only willing to carry you far enough to beg. You, you, you got to you got to be careful. You got to be careful because there are some people who will be willing to carry you, uh, but they they aren't willing to carry you long enough for you to completely come out of your need. Uh, but they are willing to carry you to put you in position to beg sometimes because they don't know any better, sometimes because they got better things to do, sometimes because some people benefit from your 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 needs. Sometimes some people need to be needed. I, I, I don't know, but I don't I just need you to be careful. I'm, I'm not talking about nobody specifically. I'm just saying it's up to you 
to do an inventory of your friends list, to do an inventory of your phone contacts, uh, to do an inventory of everybody commenting on your statuses and make sure that you have not surrounded yourself with people uh, who, who are only willing to carry you far enough uh, for you to be in position to beg. That's, that's, that's a dangerous space to be in, but, 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 but as we read in the text, we understand that, that this man's encounter this day with Peter and John was going to be different from the other days that he was placed at the temple gate. Th this day was going to be different. It was his habit. It was, it was his routine to be carried to the gate every single day. But this day was going to be different. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping and I'm praying that anybody that's listening to me right now on this live, if you listen to me a week, a month, a year from now on playback, I'm praying that, that, that no matter what you've done over and over again in your life, no matter how many times you've prayed, no matter how many times you've come to church, no matter how many times you sang a solo, it doesn't even matter. My prayer is that today, today, this time is going to be different. I believe I believe that we can get to that place. I believe we can get to that place if we take a few a few notes from this crippled man. I, I know he's got some issues, um, but 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 we got some issues, too. So so I believe that we can take a few notes uh, from this crippled man. The first thing uh, th that I believe that we should repeat uh, or that we should imitate um, the first thing we should do is wait with expectation. Um, we, we, we should wait with expectation. If you look at verse three down through verse five, it says uh, that Peter and John, they were headed for prayer. Prayer was uh, uh, they I'm sorry. They were headed for prayer. And when he saw Peter and John going in, he begged them to give him something. He's waiting at the gate. He saw Peter and John going in and he begged them to give him something. The Bible says that they looked straight at him and Peter said, look at us. So he looked at them, get this, expecting to get something from them. He looked at them expecting to get something from them. He saw, he saw Peter and John, verse three, he saw Peter and John. You got to understand that he didn't just see two men. He specifically saw Peter and John. I, I believe, I believe that he knew exactly who he saw coming because if you go back to chapter two, what you'll understand is that, that, that in chapter two, the followers of Christ, Jesus's 12 disciples have transitioned from disciples of Christ to apostles of Christ. Christ. Uh, and so and so they have been they have been set aside. They have been they have been called out. Uh, they're, they're a little bit different uh, from the rest of the followers. They've been given a specific assignment. So I believe that the crippled man knew uh, just who he saw heading into the temple. He, he 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 saw two apostles heading into the temple. And I believe that the man got excited because I believe that when he saw Peter and John, he not only saw two men. Uh, I, I believe that when he saw Peter and John, he not only only saw two disciples. I believe that when he saw Peter and John, he not only saw two apostles, but I believe that he saw Peter and John. He, he just might maybe have saw two dollar signs. I think I think maybe it's, it's possible that he might have saw uh, two dollar signs. I believe that the man sitting at the temple, he says, listen, these men, 
uh, were, were followers of Jesus. They were disciples of Christ and they've been elevated to the office of apostle. These are men of God. These are these are these are pastors. These are bishops. These I, I know I know that there's no way they're going to walk past me and not give me something. I, I, I know I know I got the right ones on the right day. There's no way that these two men are going to walk by me and not give me something. I know Jesus. I'm you know what? I knew it. I knew today was going to be different. I knew that today was going to be the one that somebody came by here that could give me something that I needed. And Peter and John do something uh, that, that that unfortunately I'm, I'm not real guilty of. Peter and John uh, do something that, that I'm not real guilty of. Peter and John, that, that they, they, they look right directly at the begging man. Okay, y'all can leave me out here on an island if y'all want to, but I'm a firm believer that if you're gonna come to church, you might as well be honest, and maybe you can be delivered. If you be honest, you can be delivered. But Peter and John do something that I'm not guilty of. Peter and John go and walk to the beggar, and they look right directly in his face. Now y'all can trip if y'all want to, uh, but when I'm sitting right there on the corner uh, of 10th and MLK, right there on the corner of 10th and MLK, trying to get on the highway to go home, it's always somebody there begging. And my number one rule is don't look over. Don't, 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 don't look over. Don't look over. I, I Listen, I, God's still working on me. Ain't no point in me lying in God's house. I, I, my, my number one rule, unless I got something to give them, don't, don't make eye contact unless, and, and, and unless I got, unless I happen to be carrying cash that day, which is a rare occasion. Don't, don't make eye contact. Just, just don't do it. But Peter and John, they walk past the man. Matter of fact, they don't even walk past the man. They walk right up to him, look him right dead in his face. And then Peter says, no, no, no. Not only are we looking at you, but we want you to look at us. I, I want you to be clear uh, that, that I'm talking to you. I want you to be clear that I'm talking to you and this man I know he got real excited then he got real excited because normally when you make eye contact that's the sign that something good is about to happen once you make the eye contact that's how they know that's how they know you're about to roll down your window and you're about to pull something out to give to him when I, I know he got excited when they made the eye contact and Peter said Peter said I want you to look at us I want you to look at us I want you to look at us. And he says to the man, and the man thinks Peter's going to pull out something out of his wallet, think he's going to pull something out of his pocket. And Peter says to the man, I don't got no money. I don't got no money. And I can imagine that the man's smile turns upside down. I can imagine that his face uh, is, 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 is covered with confusion. I can imagine that the man is struggling to understand what's happening because, because these are two men of God. These are two, these are two people that have been called out by Jesus Christ himself. These, these are two men and they, and they made eye contact with me. They didn't avoid me like everybody else. I'm confused because, because I thought something good was going to happen. And here it is. The first thing he says is, look at me. I'm thinking that my day has come. And then he tells me that he don't have any money. I can understand that the man was probably confused. But the Bible says that, that the man expected something from them. He was waiting with expectation. Some of us need to take a page out of his book and begin to wait with expectation. I know waiting can sometimes give you anxiety. I know that sometimes waiting 
can make you feel forgotten. I know that sometimes waiting can sometimes bring confusion, but some of us have got to get to the point where we trust God enough that we've learned to wait and still maintain our expectation. This man has been carried to the same place every day, and he waits there every day with expectation. And in this moment, the Bible says that he's expecting something from them. The man was there, but the problem was he was being carried to a place where he was still dependent on somebody else. He was he was being carried to a place where he still was not able to get all his needs met. He was being carried to a place that he would have to be carried back to tomorrow because everything wasn't taken care of today. He was he was being carried to this place. But the Bible says that this man never loses his expectation. I just came to encourage, if I can just encourage just one somebody to know that even though you seem to find yourself at a dead end, even though it seems like you can't seem to get over this particular speed bump, even though it seems like I keep finding myself at the same stopping point, don't lose your expect expectation. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, just hold on just a little while longer because the fact that you have breath in your body today is proof that God is still not done working in your life. The fact that you can hear my voice right now, it was meant for you to know that God still has a plan for you. Don't lose your expectation. I know that you're getting tired. I know that you're getting frustrated. I know that you're a little bit confused, but I'm telling you, don't lose your expectation. Just wait. Just wait on God. The Bible says that they that shall renew their strength. There's 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 some power that's available to you in your waiting. There's, there's some power in you uh, that, that's available in your waiting. Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. But don't lose your expectation. Here it is. Number two, number one, wait with expectation. We got to get through this, y'all. Wait with expectation. But number two, I need you to, to understand and watch this man because what he does, number two, is super important. You got to get this. You not only wait with expectation, but then you got to prepare for a demonstration. Okay. And we're going, we, we're waiting. We're waiting. I know, I know we're waiting. You don't like waiting, but while you're waiting, start preparing yourself. While you're waiting, start getting some things in order. While you're waiting, you need to start preparing for a demonstration. Look at verses six and seven. It says, But Peter said to him, I have no money at all, but I give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I order you to get up and walk. Then he took him by his right hand and helped him up. And at once the man's feet and ankles became strong. Y'all ain't even get it one more time. But Peter said to him, I don't got no money, but I'm going to give you whatever I got. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I order you to get up and walk. Then he, he took him by his right hand and helped him up. And at once the man's feet and ankles became strong. Y'all still didn't get it. Let me explain it to you. Peter says to the man, know you expecting to get one thing from me but I don't, I don't have no money I know I know that's what you wanted but that's not what I have and I can't give you what I ain't got. that's somebody's testimony right now the bill collectors tell them don't keep avoiding them don't keep ending the call sending them a voicemail you answer the phone and tell them I can't give you what I ain't got but soon as Jesus open a door for me I will be sure to give you a call back I don't got no money Peter says I ain't got no money uh, uh, and the man says this ain't the response I expected. This this ain't what I was expecting again. I thought he was going to pull something out of his pocket. But Peter says, I don't have no money. He says, "That's no, that's not the response you want. But I'm going to give you 
I'm going to give you something better. See, that's the beauty of waiting, because while you're waiting, you're asking for one thing. But if you don't lose your expectation, you'll end up with something better. The Bible says the Bible says that Peter tells the man, I, I don't have any money. Uh, uh, but what we have to realize is the fact that because Peter doesn't have any money, that really puts the man in a better situation because because kind of people been giving the man money and he still got the same problem. So Peter says, I don't have what you want. I don't have what you're asking for, but I'll give you something better. How is it that you can give him anything better than money? I believe that Peter says, reason why I'm going to give you something better is because money obviously doesn't change your situation. See, money, money, if I give you money, you'll end up right back here in this same spot tomorrow. I got to, I got to be able to give you to give you something better. I got to give you something better because here's the problem. If I give you money, okay, here it is. Here's something for you to write down. Here it is. If I give you what you asked for, the only thing I'm doing is making you comfortable in your dysfunction. All right. All right. You, you, you got to get it. You got to get it. You, you got to understand that that God God knows what's best for you God knows what's best for you and God understands that if I give you if I give you what you ask for all I'm doing is making you comfortable in your dysfunction see if I give you if I give you money you'll be expecting me to give you money every time if I give you money you'll think this is the sweet spot and you'll have somebody carry you right back here tomorrow so I'm not going to give you what you ask for because I don't want you to get comfortable in this position I'm not going to give you what you ask for because you're not going to be here very long I'm not going to give you what you ask for because what you're asking for is only going to sustain you for a little bit but what I want to give you is going to sustain you for the rest of your life I'm not going to give you what you ask for he says I don't have any money but when I do have I'll give to you I don't have no money but Peter says I don't have no money but what I do have is I got a little bit of power I don't, I don't got no I don't, I don't got no money but I got a little bit I got a little bit of power. I don't have no money, but I've got some power. The Bible don't say that he had power. Pastor, what you talking about? You putting words in the Lord's mouth. The Bible don't say that he has some power. But Peter says, I don't have no money, but what I have, I'll give to you. I'll give you what I got. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He says, in the name of Jesus. I know he didn't literally say, I don't have no money. I got power. But he says, what I do have, I'll give to you. And in the name of Jesus. Is there anybody that'll pause real quick and in the comment section say, I'm a witness for myself that there is in fact power in the name of Jesus. I've, I've been in some situations where I didn't know what else to say. So all I could do was call on the name of Jesus. I know for a fact that there's power in the name of Jesus was some stuff going on in my body that the doctors couldn't even figure out. I, I just begin to call on the name of Jesus. And while I was right there on the operating table, everything was, was just all right. I was on the examination table and they say, you know what? I, I can't even find what we were looking for. Is there anybody that understands that there's power in the name of Jesus? Somebody said, somebody said that they got a bill in the 
hell and they knew that they didn't have no money to pay it and they just began to pray and call out the name of Jesus and when they call the gas company to pay their gas bill that they call and somebody had already paid off the balance that, that there's power in the name of Jesus there's power when I didn't know which way to take and I just said Jesus whatever way I go let it be the way that you have chosen for me and, and, and even though it didn't make sense I understand that there's power in the name of Jesus. Peter says, I don't got no money, but what I do have, I'll give to you. I'm willing to share some power with you. He says, in the name of Jesus. Here it is. That ain't even the best part. That ain't even the best part. Peter says, I don't got no money, but I'll give you what I got. I'll give you some power in the name of Jesus. But then Peter goes a step further and he not only just says in the name of Jesus, but he says in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You got to understand. You got to understand that Nazareth was not a place that you would want to be from. Yeah, you 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 gotta understand uh, that 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 it wasn't pretty in Nazareth. You gotta understand that Nazareth was not the hot spot. As a matter of fact, somebody in the text said, "Is there anything good that could ever come from Nazareth?" The Bible says that Peter says, "In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth," he says, "Not only will I give you power, but I'll give you some power from where you least expect it." Is there anybody that's ever had that experience? I didn't even know how God was going to do it, but I trusted the power in his name, and it came from the place I least expected. It came from the person that didn't even know me like that. It came from a job that I didn't even apply for. They sent me an email. Has anybody ever understood the fact that I've got some power from a place that I least expected it? He says, I don't got no money. I don't got no money, but I'm willing I'm willing to give you what I got. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he says, I order you to get up and walk. He says, I order you, I order you, I order you to get up and walk. And here's what I love. Here's what I love about the name Jesus. This is, this is what I love about the name Jesus. Uh, uh, th there is no other name that can stand the test of the name Jesus. I mean, I mean, th 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 there is no other name. I mean, I mean, any other name that, that, that you give me, uh, my problem with that name is that I can go and visit their gravesite. Yeah, that, that, that there's no other name that stands. Don't, don't, don't give me the name of somebody who's laying over in Crown Hill. Don't, don't give me, don't give me the name of somebody who, who, whose life could be taken. Give me the name of the man who said, you can't take my life, so I got to give it for you. I, I, I give me, give me the name that stands up against any test. The Bible says that Peter says, I order you to get up and walk. And then the Bible says, the Bible says that Peter grabs the man by his right hand and helps him up. Okay, you got to understand that he not only gives him power from a place that's least that he least expected, but you got to understand that not only did he speak a word over the man's life, but then he began to put the word to the test. Uh, yeah, you you, you want to know you want to know if you're dealing with a real man or woman of God on a good word You follow somebody because you can test it and it's true uh, You got to understand that Peter says I'm not just gonna speak a word over your life He says but I'm gonna help you work that thing out He says I order you to get up and walk and Peter don't give the order and then just go on about his business Peter gives the order and says let me prove to you that the word works The Bible says that he grabs the man by his right 
right hand and helps him up. Here it is. Y'all missed it. Ain't no ain't no wasted words in scripture. The Bible says that Peter grabs the man by his right hand. I just told you that the Bible says Peter says, I'll give you some power in the name of Jesus. You got to understand that at this particular time in antiquity, that the right hand was the sign of power. You got to understand that anything done with the right hand was considered signed, sealed and delivered. You got to understand that Peter is telling this. I'm not just speaking power over your life, but I'm helping you to work out some power in your life. Is there anybody that can understand that sometimes a word is not enough? I'm willing to hear it is. Okay, Jesus says, go ahead and test me. Here we go. Here we go. We got scripture for it. God himself says, uh, uh, when it comes to the, the things of your finances, he says, test me in this. Put, put, put me to the test and see if I don't pour you out so many blessings that you don't have enough room to receive. Okay, y'all don't like that one. Here it is. Here it is. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Here it, he, he says, I'll give you a sample size just so you can tell how good I am before you trust me for the full thing. There's somebody that needs to hear this. Don't just stop at hearing the word, but right now, get up off your bed and walk. Okay, okay, here it is. Here it is. The Bible says that Peter grabs the man by the right hand. You got to understand that the demonstration of power was built through connection. All right. The demonstration of power was built through. It was built through connection. It was built through connection. Y'all missed it. Y'all looking at surface level because y'all think that it's just the connection between the crippled man and Peter. No, I'm not even talking about that connection. This is why you got to learn how to study. This is why you got to learn how to study. You got to remember who the writer is of this text. You got to remember who the writer is of this text. You, you, you got to understand that this is, in fact, the book of Acts and some. Uh, some translations and interpretations of scripture will say that this is the acts of the apostles uh, but but that's not all the way accurate King James and his translation got this one wrong he, he got this one wrong in translation no the Bible's not wrong but King James and his translation was wrong because this is not the acts of the apostles this is the acts of the Holy Ghost through the apostles I need you to understand that you got to understand that this is the book of Acts this is not the of words this is the book of acts this is not the book of speech this is in fact the book of acts this is not this is not what you think it is this is the book of acts but you got to remember who wrote the book of acts i know all all the apostles all the apostles are talked about in the book of acts peter and john they talked about in the book of acts philip is talked about in the book of acts apostle paul is talked about in the book of acts but you got to remember that none of them wrote the book of acts we, we we believe scholarly that it was actually saint luke that wrote the book of acts Okay. All right. Here's why y'all. Here, here's why this is important. Cause y'all looking at me. Y'all looking at me crazy. Y'all said, Pastor, I came. I came for a word, not a history lesson. But you gotta understand the history so you can understand the content. Here it is. The the, the book of Acts was written by Saint Luke. This is important because Luke, by trade and vocation, was a medical doctor. So anytime you read about a physical healing that Luke doctor you need to understand that his perspective on physical healing is different from the average person because Luke is by vocation a medical doctor okay here we go here we go the Bible says the Bible says that 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 Peter takes him by the hand and at once the man's feet and ankles become strong 
Okay, here it is. Luke, the, the, the writer of the text, Luke is a medical doctor. The Bible says that as Peter takes him by the hand, his feet and ankles become strong. Here it is. Here's what you got to understand. The word for feet and ankles in the original text is really a medical term. You don't see this term anywhere else in Scripture. If you were reading this in its original language, you would not see this word anywhere else in Scripture. I know Jesus healed a bunch of lame people. I know he, he told a couple people to get, get up, take up their bed and walk. But, but you never see this particular wording anywhere else in scripture why because this is a term that only a medical official would know this is a term that would only be known by medical personnel this particular term is something that will only be be, be known by medical personnel here it is and and when he says his feet and ankles there this is a specific place uh, this is a, spe a specific place around the heel of the foot where your ankle and your foot meet. This is a specific place that Peter is talking about. Peter is talking about a, a, a specific place in the foot. He would only know this because he's a medical doctor. Here it is. This is a specific spot. But but the Bible says the Bible says it became strong and, and he got up and was able to leap up. Here it is. But but that became strong leaping up. Leaping up is a word in its original text that means coming into socket. Wow. Okay. So 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 that means that this man was born with a deformity where his ankle and his foot did not connect the way that it was supposed to. And in his healing, his healing was demonstrated through connection because the Bible says that, that his healing came because his foot and his ankle were now able to connect. So at the time when he connects hands with Peter, his foot and his ankle connect and everything is made on right, which is symbolic of a relationship with Christ. Because when you connect to the master, there is nothing that can be out of place because we're connected to a perfect. Okay. All right. All right, you gotta you 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 can't just wait with expectation, but you gotta prepare for a demonstration because anytime God sends a word over your life, He will also send an opportunity for you to test that word and see how true it really is. Here it is. Last thing, we gotta get out of here. Don't only wait for expectation, don't just prepare for a demonstration, but after you get what you need, make sure you show some appreciation. All right. Make sure you show some appreciation. Here it is. Verses eight and nine. The Bible says he jumped up, stood on his feet and started walking around. Then he went into the temple with them, walking and jumping and praising God. And the people there saw him walking and praising God. Y'all missed it one more time. He jumped up, stood on his feet and started walking around. Then he went into the temple with them, walking and jumping and praising God. And the people already in the temple saw him walking and praising God. OK, here we go. Uh, here's how I know that the crippled man was appreciative. Here's how I know that he appreciated what was just done in his life. This is how I know it. Number one, he didn't waste his blessing. Okay. Uh, uh, one, one way that you know somebody doesn't appreciate what you do for them is, is that they're wasteful. You, you, you can, you can, that's the first, that's the first sign that somebody don't appreciate what somebody's doing for them is they waste it. You, you ever, you ever been to a place with somebody and you take them out to dinner and once they find out you paying for it, now they want to order the appetizer and the dessert and, and they don't even eat it all. And the waitress come over and ask them, do they need a to go box? And they got the 
nerve to say no, no, yes, you do. Uh, you're not about to waste what I have given to you. The first sign that somebody is ungrateful is that they waste what you have given them. The Bible says that the man, he jumps up and he immediately uses what was given to him. Here it is. The man would have never known the full extent of his healing until he used his gifts. Okay, the, the, the man would have never understood the extent of his healing if he would have continued to lay down on the ground. The man would have never known the true extent of his healing if he would have continued to lay and sulk into what he had dealt with all his life. All my life I had to fight. If he would have just if he would have just stayed in that position, he wouldn't even have known what was just done for him. But the Bible says that he doesn't just lay there, but the Bible says that he jumps up and starts walking around. So immediately he puts to use what he's just been given. I understand that the man is appreciative because he didn't just soak in what he had gone through, but he used what he had just been given. Here it is. Okay. I know, I know number two, that the man was appreciative. I know number two, because, because he attached himself to the, himself to the right people. All right. I know he was appreciative because the Bible says that he jumps up and he's walking around. But the Bible says that he follows the apostles into the temple. The Bible says that he here. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, the Bible says that the man does not get his healing and go and run and show everybody that had talked about him for being crippled. The, the, the Bible says the Bible says that the, the Bible says that the man jumps up and he goes into the temple. The, the, there's nowhere in the text where he goes and he and he goes and, and throws it in the face of the people and saying, see, y'all laughed at me. Look at me now. The, the, the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible doesn't say that the man jumps up and says, I'm strong now. Now I can go get me a job. The Bible doesn't say that. The Bible, the Bible says that the man immediately gets up and he follows the disciples into the temple. The man says, there's no way. I'm going to get a blessing from God and not go in and bless God. The man said that, there, that there's no way that God has been this good to me and I'm not going to give God what he deserves. Is there anybody that's got a crippled man testimony that says God has been too good for me to me for me to just sit down on him? God, God has been too good to me for me to worry about who didn't like me some years ago. God, God's been keeping me for too long for me to worry about who was talking about me behind my back. They ain't have enough. God will say it to my face. No way. I, I ain't got time to be worried about them. God has been too good to me. And then I know number three, that the man was appreciative because the Bible says that he didn't just go in the church just to show off. The Bible doesn't say that he went into the church just to walk down to the front row and let everybody look at him. The Bible says that he walks into the temple. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that he leaps into the temple. He's jumping for joy into the temple and praising God. I, I know that the man was appreciative because he gave God a praise for what God has done in, in his life. Is there anybody that has to take a moment to reflect about all the things God has done for you and say, God, I'm going to appreciate you right now in this moment. Matter of fact, I can't even remember if I praised you for my last blessing. So just in case, I'm going to give you a praise right now. Let me move this coffee table out the way. Let me move this computer chair out the way. I got a praise to give to God because I'm grateful for his hand over my life. Alright. Alright, here we go. Then the Bible says, the Bible says that the people in the temple, that the people in the temple saw him. They saw him praising. I said, God, why? 
Why did you make it a point to tell me that the people in the temple saw him praising? Why? Why, why did you make it a point to tell me that? I, I, I know the Bible already said that he went in praising. Why did you make it a point to say that the people saw him praising? And God said, the reason why it's important for you to know that the people saw him praising is because the last time they saw him, he was crying. The, 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 the last time they saw him, he was begging. The, the, the last time they saw him, somebody was having to carry him. The last time they saw him, he was in need. The last time they saw him, he didn't have everything he needed. The last time they saw him, uh, 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 he needed them. The, the, the last time they saw him, he was in a space that nobody else wanted to be in. Uh, but is there anybody that's not afraid to speak over their own life? and say the next time you see me it's going to be different the next time you see me i'm not going to look like the last time the next time you see me i'm not going to sound like the last time the next time you see me i know what it looked like last time but this time it's going to be different this time this time this time this time it's going to be different I need somebody just begin to praise God just begin to thank him just begin to thank him because this time it's going to be different I promise you this time it's going to be different the Bible says that weeping may endure for a night you might have cried all night long but this time it's going to be different because joy comes in the morning and the Bible says don't be weary in well doing because this time it's going to be different you will reap a harvest as long as you don't give up this time it's going to be different. It's going to be different. In the comments real quick, just put this time is different. This time, this time is different. Declare it over your own life. This time is different. This time is different. This time when I go to the doctor, it's going to be different. This time when I go to the ATM, it's going to be different. This time when I walk into my house, it's going to be different. This time it's going to be different for me. This time, this time is going to be different. It's gonna be different. It's gonna be different. Thank you, God, because this time it's gonna be different. Here it is. I need you to understand. This wasn't even this wasn't even in the notes. I'm sorry, I didn't have the media team put this up for you. But I feel led to give it to you. I feel led to give it to you. If you just so happen to keep reading, if you just so happen to keep reading, and you look at verse 10, you'll find something interesting. Verse 9 says that the people saw him. The people saw him shouting and praising God. They saw him in verse 9. But if you just so happen to keep reading in verse 10, it says, and when they recognized him, when they recognized him as the beggar who sat at the beautiful gate, they were all surprised and amazed at what had happened to him. This is why I need to give it to you. This is why I needed to give you verse 10. Because it's not by accident that you on the Abundant Faith live stream today. This, this ain't by accident that you on the Abundant Faith live stream. It's not by accident. The Bible says in verse 10 that the people recognized him for what he used to be. But they were excited to see what he had become. 
I need you to understand it's not by accident that you're here. You, you're here because God has placed you in a space where we recognize who you used to be. But we're more excited for who you have become. We, 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 we know all of us got some issues. We all got some used to be. But we're excited. We, we, we ain't worried about who you used to be. We're excited for who God has made you. We're excited for who you have become. Abundant Faith family is grateful for the hand of God over your life. We're not mad that you're blessed. This is a sign that God is working in this ministry. We're excited for who you have become. You ain't got to be ashamed of your past. We're excited that God has brought you to this place. We're thankful because we recognize what used to be. But we see you now for what you've become. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you because the problem is there's some people hearing me right now and the difference in your life today is actually today is the day I'm actually going to do it I, I, I've been I've been hearing about it I've been playing around with it I've been struggling with it I've been confused about it but today is going to be different today is the day that I give my life to Christ today today is the day it's going to be different I promise today it's going to be different then there's somebody listening to me right now today today is going to be different because I've been I've been coming to abundant faith I've been at all the virtual services and a matter of fact I made it to a few in-person services but today today is going to be different because today I'm making my relationship with abundant faith official we're going to make it real and official right now today I'm, I'm, I'm joining today this is my family today's going to be different some of y'all listening to me right now you only you know what's going to be different because there's some stuff in your life that, that you've been keeping hidden. Now, don't nobody know that you've been dealing with all this stuff. Don't nobody know about the things that have been going on in your mind. Don't nobody know about how heavy your heart has been. Nobody knows about that secret addiction. Nobody knows about that unhealthy relationship. But today is going to be different. Today, today is going to be different. It's going to be different. So let me pray for you. Let me pray with you. And I'm believing that today in all of our lives today is going to be different. Father, we thank you. God, we bless you. We give you glory and we give you honor. God, we give you praise. We thank you for all things. God, we thank you because you can do all things but fail. We thank you not because of what you can do for us, but we thank you because of who you are to us. God, we thank you. God, we thank you because your word is perfect and true. So God, we say thank you now for what's going to be different today. God, we thank you now. We ain't even seen it yet, God, but we thank you now because today is going to be different. God, we're praying right now for anybody that's been in a spiritual tug of war. They, they, they don't know what to do. They've been, they've been tossing to and fro. Everything everybody's been telling them what they need to do and what they ought to do but God I'm praying right now for that person that needs to surrender their life to you God draw them near and draw them close God, we're praying right now for the growth of our church family God there's somebody hearing me right now that says today is the day today is the day now we make it official today 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 abundant faith is, is my family today God, I'm praying for anybody right now that says this aspect of my life has got to change and it's going to change today. I can't go back to the way it used to be. I, I got I to 
I gotta be made over, Lord. Please make me over, God. I'm praying right now today. God, let your will be done. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. It's in that name we say amen. Now listen, if you're listening to me right now, if you're listening to me right now, we got instructions for you. We got instructions for you. If today is your day that you give your life to Christ, I don't care when you're watching this. I don't care. I don't care when you hear it. I don't care when you see it. If today is the day you give your life to Christ, I want you to text one word to the number on your screen, 317-520-1892. Text one word. All you need to do is text the word salvation to the number on your screen. Text the word salvation. And I promise you, we got you. We're going to walk you through it. It's, it's real simple. We'll get it done in about 30 seconds. Just text one word, salvation, to the number on your screen, 317-520-1892. All right? Now, 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 anybody listening, if you can hear me right now, if you can hear me right now, the Spirit of God is telling you this is it. This is it. This is your pastor. This is your church home. This is your church family. Today is the day. I don't want you to miss your blessing because you're being disobedient. Don't miss it. I need you to text one word to the number on your screen. Just text the word family to the number on your screen. 317-520-1892. Just text the word family. Just text the word family to the number on your screen. Now, anybody that can hear me, anybody, if you can hear me and you can hear me clearly, if you need prayer, if you need prayer for anything, you don't have to be ashamed of nothing. You can remain anonymous. I just need you to text uh, uh, your prayer request to the number on your screen, 317-520-1892. Just, just send your prayer request in. We're going to pray for you and we're going to pray with you. We're waiting for you. This is a judgment-free zone. We, 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 we know we know everybody's got a used to be, but right now we're praying for who God wants you to be. Right now, just text the number on your screen. Right, we're gonna get ready to get out of here. I'm not gonna prolong it, but I'm thanking God even now because I believe that today is gonna be different. I believe that today somebody will get the salvation that is available to them. I believe that that, that abundant faith is growing today. I believe that somebody's life is changed today. I believe I'm, I'm I've already made the room for it. I've already made space for it, and and I believe that if you just believe with me, that God's will will be done. I, I, I believe it from the bottom of my heart. We're gonna get out of here. We're going to get out of here. If you tuned in later you, or you missed it, uh, if you still need an opportunity to give, you can do that anytime. Uh, you can give uh, electronically uh, at 317, uh, I'm sorry, dollar sign, Abundant Faith Church. Dollar sign, Abundant Faith Church. I'm about to have y'all text. text no, we don't need you to text it. We need you to, we need you to cash up that thing. Praise God. All right. Make sure you, make sure you do that. All right. And then I want you to know, I want you to know that, that we are, we are committed uh, to the things of God, which means we are praying for you, not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesday. So if you feel like you need to text this line, you need somebody to pray with you and pray for you, I don't care what day of the week it is, I don't care what time it is, you send that message and let us serve you. Please let us serve you. All right. I, I want to give I want to give a special thank you uh, to all the clergy in the city of Indianapolis. I want to give uh, a special thank you for your service. I want to give a special thank you for your obedience. And I want to tell you that I love you with the love of Christ. Uh, listen, uh, the last Sunday of this month, the last Sunday of this month, October 25th is Pink Sunday. 
October 25th is Pink Sunday. Uh, we will be honoring all of our breast cancer survivors. We'll be honoring all of our breast cancer survivors. So we need you. Uh, we need you to, to, to make sure uh, that you're with us. Make sure that you stand with us uh, in honoring our breast cancer survivors. If you had a loved one or a relative uh, that has suffered and even gone on uh, uh, but fought that good fight, uh, we're honoring them on uh, Sunday, October 25th. It is our Pink Sunday, so make sure you prepare yourself for that. So what we're going to do on that Sunday, uh, while you got your pink on, we want you to take a selfie, uh, and we want you to just put that picture in the comment section, uh, and we're going to flood Facebook, we're going to flood YouTube, Instagram, uh, we're going to flood all of our breast cancer survivors with as much love as we possibly can, all right? All right. Uh, we are... Uh, continuing to push on Faith Works Apparel. So we want you to make sure that you continue to purchase your Faith Works Apparel. We're still committed to feeding families. And every time you purchase apparel, you're helping us to do that. Uh, so make sure you stay with us in those efforts. Uh, we're continuing to update the website and put more options on there for you. Uh, so make sure that you get those things uh, so that you can represent and be ready for Faith Works Friday. Amen. All right. I think that's it. Do we got anything else? Am I missing anything? Am I missing anything? I think that's it. We good? We good? Uh, we're going to have to, we'll, we'll wait till next week to make that announcement. We'll wait till next week. All right. All right. Let's pray. Let's get ready to get out of here. Uh, I, I really, I really, listen, y'all. Uh, I really hope that you allow this work to settle with you. Uh, because, because I need us to understand that no matter, no matter what has happened up to this point, that today can be different. This time, this time it'll be different. This time it'll be different. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. This time it'll be different. All right, now I need you to do me a favor, whether you have or not. I need you real quick to hit the share button. I believe that this word can change somebody's life and somebody needs this encouragement. So make sure whether you have or not, There's there, Facebook don't have a limit on shares. Whether you shared it or not, I need you to share. Uh, and let's try to get this word out to as many people as possible. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. God, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for this space. We thank you for this service. We thank you for your spirit. Now, God, we ask that you would dismiss us from this place. But God, please never from your sight. God, draw us close to you even as we leave this moment. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. And it's in that name we say amen. Don't go nowhere.